Peace and good morning, family. Welcome to another episode of Daily Inspiration. I am your host, LaShawn Shiller Marston, here at the Shiller Ray Show for Queensbridge Studios. Um, today is Saturday, January 11th, 2020. Um, wow, it still sounds crazy, still feels crazy saying 2020. Just a few days ago, I found myself um, saying 2019 to someone when they asked the dates. Um, and I think. I think I think intuitively, instinctively, it's because many of us know that it is not a new year, right? Many of us, uh, we have the awareness, the consciousness, the knowledge, and the understanding, the understanding to to know, you know, what's happening and what this t- structure of time, what this time structure that we go by, this calendar that we go by now, uh, we know, you know, uh, how it originated and what it means. So I think that's why it takes many of us. Um, my whole life, I've always heard people like New Year come and take at least a week or two, sometimes a month to 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 fully know that you know when you're writing and you're speaking, you are speaking of a new year. Um. So yeah, that's just a little thought I had. But today is Sacred Saturday, and I wanted to talk about something that is sacred to every culture, every ethnic group. Um, has a specific sacredness around what we're going to talk about today um and i learned some key things you know um, I, I grew up not fully understanding the sacredness of it like hearing about it reading about it um then experiencing a little bit uh but as i learned more and as i experienced more life um i started learning different things and so we're going to talk about the sacredness of food food is next to your own body Right next to your own body, food, what you ingest, what you digest, what you put into your body to nourish your body, right? Supposedly to build your body, right? To aid your body in developing and growing into its fullest potential, into everything that it could possibly be, right? The greatest version of itself next to your human body. I personally think food is most sacred. Food is life. Food is life. Or food can be death. Because if we're being honest, food has been the cause of so many deaths. So many deaths. So many of our people have died because of food-related illnesses. What they were eating, also what they were eating, um, caused them to get sick, caused them to develop illness. And ultimately cause them to lose their lives. Um, so food is extremely sacred, and I think that we people, humanity, specifically my brothers and sisters who identify as black or African here in America, we need to strengthen our relationship with food. We need to understand the relationship between food and our bodies, not only what we should be eating, but how we should be eating. Right, how we should be eating, the importance of grace or giving thanks, the importance of honoring the source from which the food comes. Right, and so I'm not speaking about you know this is no religion, this is no pseudoscience either. This is not oh thank the universe. No, this is actually giving thanks and paying homage to the elements, to the rain, to the sun, to the wind, to the earth. Right, the fire, right, giving thanks to the elements for all that has happened, all that they are to have produced your food. 
giving thanks to each and every person who was involved in bringing your food from sea or from baby, right? If, if you eat animals, from baby, from infancy, from before birth, through adulthood for you to consume, for your nourishment. What's funny is because this knowledge obviously was not ingrained in me. You know, it's just something that I learned a long time. You know, um, I grew up, I don't really think my, my immediate family, my mom, my dad, um, I know my dad was into ministry. He was a reverend, um, but I think he had stopped preaching much by the time I was born. He was already in the 60s um, when he would preach. Occasionally, I've never seen him preach. I've never seen him do a sermon, um, but I heard he was really good. I heard a lot of people, like, through the years as I, as I aged and met more people who, you know, said they used to go to his church all the time. Um, but anyway, I, you know, my family, my, my, my dad's side is from the South. <clears throat> my mother... Uh, it's first generation American. Her dad, her parents, uh, from well, her mom was born in America, but her dad was born in Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica, the island. Um, and so we grew up, you know, black people. We talk around food, you know, we we talk around food. You might say grace, you know, you might say give thanks to God, um, but I did, it wasn't a real connection for me because I had no connection to this to this entity, to this thing, to this being that people refer to as God. There was no connection. There was no understanding. And so, Grace, it was like, man, let's just hurry up and eat and let's talk and let's stuff our faces and let's rush. And it's funny because I remember the first person um, that taught me that I could remember speaking to me about um, one of the eating processes, uh, chewing, you know. Um, I used to eat a lot of chips. I mean, I still love chips. But uh, my boy, Kasi Das, Kasim Livingston, he used to tell me, uh, you, know, if, you know, the more you chew your food, you know, the more you chew your food, the better, you know, the better you digest it, you know, the more filling it will be. Um, and so it was, it was, it was, uh, it was him, you know, that was my first thought. And it wasn't really, nothing. I mean, I always thought it, like, I didn't practice it much, I didn't, but it would always come to mind, like, let me chew my food a little more. You know, every now and then, let me chew my food a little more, let me chew a little more, let me chew, let me, let me chew it up to its finest, right? Let me chew it, let me ground it to his finest particles um but again you know i grew up we talk around the table we eat fast we eat on the you know walking we eat on the go we eat while watching tv we eat we eat in the middle of meetings we eat in the middle of work we eat we eat it's like habitual eating right we eat sometimes even when we're not hungry because you know it's lunchtime and i gotta eat something not even hungry and we just eat we overeat right and even though there are many people who are not overweight Many of us overeat. We eat three, four, five times a day. Even if it's three meals and a couple of snacks, that's too much. But that's later. That's that's real health stuff, right? Today, I just want to talk about the sacredness of food. I remember I stayed in a Buddhist temple. I stayed with some Buddhists in, um, I forgot where, upstate New York. It was a monastery. Um, and I stayed with these people for about a week. And I remember vividly that they were eating in silence. And it's funny because I always heard, um, you know, Buddhists eat in silence, and, you know, certain groups of people eat in silence and they don't talk at the dinner table. And I would see stuff in movies and read stuff in books. Um, but I never fully, well, I never read anything about actually. Um, I used to read like, just like not the details of why, but I used to read that it happened. Oh, this group of people, you know, silent at the dinner table, but never understood why. 
But when I stayed in this monastery, when I stayed in this Buddhist monastery, this had to be like, this may be 2010, 2011, you know, almost 10 years ago, a decade ago, pretty much. Yeah, it was around 2010, 2011. Um, I remember them eating in silence and I instantly understood why. I instantly knew why. Just observing, were very quiet, were very into their meals. And it hit me that People don't, the, these people, these Buddhist monks and whomever else, they are eating in silence because they are paying the utmost respect to their food, to their food sources, right? No matter what you eat, your food came from somewhere. Even if it is not the healthiest food, even if it was created in a lab, its source is from somewhere. So give thanks to that source and then I made another connection. That is why um, in older days, many of our people who had what we would call bad diets today, you know, ate a lot of meat, a lot of starch, um, they still live to old age because they understood that process. Maybe not the process of eating in silence, but they understood the process of veneration for food. They understood the process of giving thanks, like of truly in your heart being thankful for the food that you are about to receive for the nourishment of your body and not say it in a way where you just want to rush through it so that you can eat so that you can really give thanks so that this food can do what your body needs it to do to be strong to be in good health to be in good shape to be in good standing um, but it was there that I learned the importance of eating in silence and then it was it was uh, shortly after that, that I understood and understood the importance of eating with your hands, right? Just the sacredness, the sacred relationship of picking up food and putting it into your mouth with your hand and not an intermediate uh, object, you know, like metal or plastic that may actually break the connection, disrupt the connection or kill the connection between, you know, your food and your body. Because <clears throat> the moment, you know, you, you, you input an outside source, everything changes, the whole frequency changes, the whole vibration changes, the whole effect and output and result ultimately changes. So the importance of eating in silence with your hands, I learned in close proximity of one another. But it is, I think, it is uh, the eating in silence that is the most important because even if you're eating with your hands, if you're doing a lot of talking or if you're not really focused, then it still doesn't have its ultimate effect. So I think eating in silence, um, that is something, <sighs> excuse me, that is something I want to practice. That is something um, occasionally I try to institute with my children. Um, you know, my son is seven and my daughter's three. That's something I try to institute, like, no talking while we're eating. Like, and then even now, like, understand all of those sayings. I know it's, you know, people say don't talk while you're eating because you can choke. Absolutely. You can choke, you talk, you laugh, and say the wrong thing the wrong way. And, or you can choke and you can die. But it's deeper than choke and die. We said, I believe the concept of no talking while you're eating came from the same, the, the silence. Be silent while you're eating, right? To give thanks, you know, for to, 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 to the farmers, right, who planted your food who grew who nurtured who nourished your food whether that's plant and fruit whether that's a nut and seed whether that's an animal 
give thanks to all of the energy that went into making this food what it is give thanks again to the sun give thanks for the rain give thanks for the wind give thanks for the earth give thanks for the fire give thanks for all of the elements give thanks for all of the elements give thanks for the harvester Right? Give thanks for the people who prepared the land if they weren't the farmers, if they were someone separate. Give thanks to the people who owned the land. Right? Give thanks for to to all of the people that played a part in the process of bringing your food from nothing to something. Give thanks for the packages. Give thanks for the shippers. Give thanks for the drivers. Right? Give thanks for the cashiers. Give thanks for the stock folks. The people putting your food on shelves or putting your food on display. Give thanks to the people who are feeding these animals. Give thanks to the people who are caring for the land that the animals are eating. Give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks for sustenance. Give true thanks to its direct, uh, 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 the, the, the entity which is directly responsible. Because sometimes what happens is when you say God, you give thanks to God, you're giving thanks to a being in the sky. You forget the animals, you forget the wind, you forget the earth, you forget the you forget everything, you forget the people. You give thanks to God for food, but then you are horrible to the people who prepare your food. For the to the people who are responsible for your food, you are horrible, disrespectful to them. You want to shut them out and you want to shun them, and you, but then you want to give thanks to God for the food that He has prepared for you. That is, those are your words. Instead of giving thanks for all life, all life, all energy, all source that went in to this food that you are about to consume for the nourishment of your body. And so, beloved, on this sacred Saturday, I want each and every one of you to do some research if you must. Do some research if you must. But if this message sits with you, I want you to practice. I want you to begin thinking about practicing. Right? And not just think about it. I want you to do it. I want you to practice having one meal in silence. Not on your cell phone scrolling and being silent. Not watching a movie and not talking, being silent. Not on the not not none of that stuff. Right? But in actual silence. Silent in your mind. Right? No TV, no radio, no cell phone. Silence your mind. And enjoy the vibe. Enjoy the vibe, like vibe with your food. Then give thanks for this journey. Give thanks for your journey because truthfully and technically there are millions of people in this world who do not eat regularly. So give thanks. And also send some out. And that's pretty much what I want to talk about on this Sacred Saturday is, is, is to, to remind you all or to enlighten you all to the fact that your food is sacred. Your relationship to food should be sacred. You should honor your relationship to food and food should make you stronger. Because anything that does not make an organism stronger, anything that weakens any part of the system of the immune of, 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 of an entity, of a being, it's poison and it's toxic and it should not be eaten. So therefore you have food. You don't have junk food, you have food, you have poison. It's not junk food, it's pure poison. Some of the stuff that we are eating, some of the stuff that we are giving our children, that we are feeding to our families, is utter poison. Literally killing us, making our children overweight, making causing all of these illnesses, all these brain deficiencies and everything. 
So let me ask you this question. What are you eating to nourish your body? What are you eating to nourish your mind? What are you eating to nourish your spirit and your soul? Yo, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Another episode of Daily Inspiration. I am your host, LaShawn Sugar Ray Marston, shouting you out, saying peace and love on this wonderful Saturday, January 11th, on this beautiful, sacred Saturday. Uh, I am about to hit the streets. I'm about to hit the streets, do a little more filming today uh, for this short video, What Defines Blackness. Uh, I look forward to talking about that more with you all and the visionary behind the video, my boy Anthony Turner, Tony Turner, a.k.a. Tony the Realist. Check him out. He has a podcast uh, on Anchor, on Spotify, um, on a, a, a Spreaker and Stitch and a couple of places, man. Check out Tony the Realist. That's T-O-N-Y-D-A-R-E-A-L-E-S-T. Um, Tony the Realist. He has a podcast. Check him out. He is the visionary and the executive producer of this video that I've been uh, hired to do, to, to, to direct and shoot. What defines blackness yo peace